You're listening to Animated Opinions, the only podcast that holds Gerard Way in a higher esteem than any living president. I'm your host, Melanie. And I'm Emily. And today we're going to be talking about Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart. Thanks, Emily. Thanks. I I definitely remember this movie differently because like back in, God, what was it, 2013? This movie was on the long list of films nominated for best animated feature and i was making it like my personal mission to watch as many of them as i could and i think it was on netflix at the time it's still on netflix it's still on i don't think it will ever leave netflix honestly no i don't think anyone's gonna buy the license to this one unless it's bundled bundled up in a deal of like a hundred films yeah but they thought about they thought enough of it to dub it so who cares they did certainly dub it with actors i think um i would have to google that to confirm it for you but i'm fairly certain they used i know samantha banks went on to be um eponine in fucking bread stealing the musical oh yes Uh, let them eat bread yes uh the guy who plays joe in the english dub is a nightmare he sounds like he's eaten thousands of marbles over his lifetime and now he has to talk to you i guess he played mr darcy in pride and prejudice in a version of pride and prejudice oh another romance gone wrong oh jesus christ uh yeah so this movie was a french movie it's very french it's so french it's painfully french it is okay every time i see a movie that i watch and just go what the fuck it's always a french movie yeah this one is very it's very visually exciting and emily had specifically been like watch the french version you shouldn't watch the english version to which i said I'm not listening to Emily and watch the English version. And at some point I had to stop myself and be like, they didn't cut anything out of this. It makes as much sense in French as it has to in English. No, they definitely didn't change anything because all of my subtitles were the same. And I've seen the movie in English. I got really upset because when I was trying to find it, my preference is, and I think I've said it on this, on the, uh, on the show before, is that I prefer to watch films in their original language. And if that makes me a snob, so be it. But it's just like my preferred method of viewing because that's how I know I'm getting like the closest to the original I'm going to get. Y'all, she's subs over dubs. You heard it here first. Meanwhile, I am dub-loving trash. Give me those (laughs) jelly donuts and those believe-its and literally every poorly made English decision that's ever existed. I don't care. I didn't know cigarettes existed until I went to high school and stopped watching the four kids anime on whatever Saturday morning cartoon block that was. That was one piece. One of the characters smoked a cigarette, but instead he had a lollipop in the the American version, which I think was actually a fine substitution. Four kids did the dub of One Piece? They did the original dub of One Piece that aired on Foxbox. There was an original dub of One Piece? Yeah, and then Funimation took it over and made it good. Jesus. Yeah, the original Four Kids dub is dope. It's super bad. It's awful. It's so funny. Okay, I'm going to take your word for it because I don't like One Piece. Anyway. 
Oh, wow. That's a strong ass opinion coming from someone who made me watch this movie. You know, this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to fight a (laughs) lot of people on the Internet. (laughs) I know. Like you said, it's it's a French movie, but it's a French Belgian production. And the Belgians were only in this for a little bit. And we're going to get back to that. It is a 93-ish minute long fantasy romance steampunk adventure sci-fi movie. Basically, if it's a genre, it touched it. There's not really much more to say other than that because the plot is a little all over the place. It's not it's not that it's all over the place, it's that it takes you all over the place. And this yeah. whole venture cost just over 33 million dollars, but that is an estimate. And I'm inclined to believe that estimate, give or take a couple million dollars because of the events around this movie. But we, if we start talking about that, we're not going to stop talking about it. So we should probably cover the plot first. Before we get to the plot, this whole shit show of a movie is based off of a concept album for a French rock band that is based on the singer's own novella. You know, I figured that out in the ghost train scene. I like all of it clicked together for me. And I was like, oh, this is all one band doing it. Yeah, because they have like a cameo in the ghost train scene. And for some reason that stood out to me. And I was like, oh, this is the band that's doing all the music. Oh, this is a concept album. Like it all clicked into place immediately. And I was like, oh, this movie still makes no sense. Fuck. (laughs) Okay, because I went into this the first time I saw this movie I went in knowing that and it didn't help. And the only reason I knew that was because of the, there was that weird snowman movie. A band was like, we want to make a movie around one of our albums. And it was like an emo punk rock band. Once again, another rock band. So what we really need to do is kill rock and roll. Wow, that's a strong statement. And again, I don't think I agree with it. But let's not agree on something we can both agree on, which is this movie. <laughs> Yes, I we can just jump right on into that. Yeah, so uh, we open up on a pregnant lady walking in the middle of the coldest day that's ever existed. She's very pregnant. She's not wearing enough clothes. It's really cold. Her sweater no, is untextured. This, this takes place in Edinburgh, Scotland. And Jack is born on the coldest day of the year in 1874. It is so cold that he's born with a frozen heart that does not beat. And the attendant midwife, Madeline saves his life by replacing his heart with a fragile but working cuckoo clock heart. She advises him of three rules to prevent his untimely death. He must never mess with the hands of the clock, he must never lose his temper, and he must never fall in love. Hey, can we talk about how there are three rules and yet only one of them comes up? And I'm pretty sure he breaks one one to two of the other ones multiple times and it just doesn't come up. No, people touch that clock all the time. He touched it. One of the hands fucking pops off and he's just like, I'm fine. I'm not going to die right now. Everything is totally cool. It's absolutely, totally fine. I'm fine. You're like, you're not. You shouldn't be, though. Yeah, um, this is this is something uh, we get to see a gross little baby heart come out of his gross little baby chest. Oh, God, this baby is horrifying, too. It's like when babies come out, they're all floppy and gross. But this baby is somehow more terrifying because it is so stiff yeah. and it just looks like a tiny adult. It, it, you have a live baby being operated on that is stuck in a vice, like on a workbench. 
that's it like that's her operating table yeah and uh he when she gets the cuckoo clock heart in him he kind of like herks and jerks around for a bit while she's oh, setting God, it up and yeah, that was like like oh. a marionette yeah it was there's... i was like oh i don't want to look at this so you know we get the fact that it's cold you know over and over again because um there's a there's actually a kind of a cool moment where the ice comes in the window this lady has a black cat named william and the the window pops open and the ice that's coming in through the window kind of reminds me of the world falling apart in Coraline, like towards oh, yeah. the end of it. it. Just the way it moves and behaves is really cool to me. No, that was really cool. That's like the only cool thing. Jack's mother dips. She She's like, <laughs> you'd be better raised by this witch. I'm out and just walks back into the cold after giving birth like a couple hours later just leaving her kid with this witch like ah, fine. oh yeah gone she'd be a better mother anyway to be fair we don't know that she would have been a good mother and like, like the I instant said, abandonment kind of proves yeah that, that point. kind of helps the uh maybe you'd be better off raised by this crazy witch midwife mad scientist doctor because like i don't know if she's she refers to herself as a witch, and the word used is witch, and the translations of it are given as witch. But I feel like she's less of a witch and more just like a crazy mad scientist. Yeah. Doctor. She, she just puts <laughs> stuff in people. She's Frankenstein. She's very Frankenstein. Frank, yeah, Dr. Frankenstein. Cool. Okay. I was like, so, Jack's mom, yeah. I just want to point this out because it bothered me, has the same haircut as his eventual true love yes bother um, so what the fuck is that real quick uh we're gonna jump into a little bit of the history surrounding this movie the character modeling people basically made like 60 or 70 characters that populated this whole movie and they just reused whatever they had so it is highly likely that she is close to the same model as acacia that i could see that because she does look very similar oh yeah and these speaking of similar you can very clearly see the inspiration for these characters are like a mix of tim burton and porcelain dolls yeah and i hate it i hate it so much because it is it's henry selleck-esque in that like everybody's very angular and like dainty looking and they got those little mouths uh, but mm -hmm. none of the environments are curvy enough. I wanted the environments to be curvier if we were going to really sink our teeth into being a ripoff. Yeah, the towns and the cities are very much real, or they're trying to be realistic. Yeah, it surprised me. They have some stylized sequences with stylized environments, and it weirded mm -hmm. me out that they didn't lean more heavily into that for the rest of the sets. Right. Uh, yeah, this movie is a mix of styles undecided on whether or not it works yeah i mean and again in their defense production yeah well yeah we're gonna have to get to that uh so on jack's 10th birthday madeline repeats the three rules to him as though he hasn't heard them every day for his life forever because lord knows mm -hmm. she was probably yelling those rules at him whenever he like sneezed before taking him into town for the first time ever uh, he runs away from her, and in the instant he runs away from his witch mom, he meets a girl in town named Miss Acacia and becomes infatuated with her 
when they sing a song together. So uh, while you were talking about Madeline, 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 which mom, whatever. I don't remember how to say it. I'm looking at it written down. Madeline. She's a witch. Madeline. Fuck it. His witch mom. Um, when we're introduced to the three rules the first time as she's installing his heart, she sings them. So you're like, she probably shouted them at him. No, she probably like used them as a lullaby. Ugh. Creepily enough. Oh, yeah. You're totally right about that. Oh, yeah. That was definitely burnt into his brain as a song forever. Oh, by the way, this is a musical. Oh, also, by the way, none of the songs are memorable. No, literally, none of them. I, it's all gone. I'm so sorry, band named Dionysus. I I just spent the whole movie watching it going, man, I wish My Chemical Romance was doing the music. I bet that would be pretty good. Or Panic at the Disco. Can we just have like a moody 2000 to 2012 just... Oh, man. Can... Can we put the soundtrack to Strange Magic to Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart? I also thought about Strange Magic during this movie and was like, man, Strange Magic had the better soundtrack. We can't keep coming back to Strange Magic. Uh, Strange Magic is still holding my number one slot, man. This one is a very close number two, though, in terms of things that I would watch again. I would mute this and put it on a Panic! at the Disco album again before I'd watch Hell anything yeah. else. I might try that. Yeah, I think it would I be very cool. To do with my life. I think it would be a very cool experience, like put on a fever you can't sweat out with this album in the background, or three cheers for sweet revenge with this with this movie. Like I want, it would very, work. I want the very like ending scene. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. I want this is gospel at the very end. Ooh, good choice. How but yeah, we are dope. Would that be? That would be Moving awesome. On. Okay, we're gonna recut this so, movie. Anyway. Yeah, talk. We're recutting it with a totally different soundtrack. We're doing like. Where people take Pink Floyd and put it to Wizard of Oz, except we're doing it with Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart and Punk Rock. We're going to... Punk Rock? No, this would be emo music. My Chemical Romance is emo music? My Chemical Romance actually predates emo as a genre by a few years, so technically Are My you... Chemical Romance is alternative rock. Okay, I like the alternative rock title. It makes me feel safer and doesn't make me think about My Immortal, the best Harry Potter fanfiction ever written. Uh, the Ebony Darkness Raven Way, named after Gerard no, Way from no, 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 My no, Chemical no, no. Romance. You're wrong. Her name is, it is Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way. Oh Get my god. Fucked. Get absolutely fucked. I have gotten fucked. This has been our My Immortal Corner. Now back to the <laughs> film at hand, because... Yes, please. They sing... Talk about this sequence. They sing a song that isn't, oh, the song makes no sense and it's about the girl while she's singing it and Jack knows the words and it's not like they're not singing and it isn't the typical musical thing of the song is replacing real interaction. They're singing a song together. <laughs> and it, it was unspecific enough that I would be comfortable assuming that it's just one of those songs that everybody knows. I it wasn't just happened to fit very specifically because she's playing it on that thingy. Oh yeah, she is playing it on her rot rotating phone? organ. That's a yeah, fair like, point. Yeah, so it's not like they're both just randomly singing a song and the music isn't already coming from somewhere. Jack meets this girl in the street, and 
she is at one of those like the music grinders but it's giant and it's on a cart and it's labeled an orchestrophone so that's what we're going to call it for the next 30 seconds and this whole sequence i think i am less concerned with the fact that they're singing a song that everybody seems to know the words to i'm more concerned with the fact that he's never been to town before and this bitch his witch mom collects fucking tears and drinks them she does collect tears and fucking drink them. Uh, she yeah. also runs into a stranger, collects his tears, and like has a casual conversation for a second. And I was like, yeah. oh, cute. They're going to set her up with this guy as like no. a fun little aside in the movie. No. Just, yeah. just to kill time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just so Jack can get away. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised by that. I was like, oh, this will be a cute setup. I want her to find love. Yeah, he asks her for the time, and they are literally standing under a giant clock. That's There's what like I wanted to say. Clocks everywhere, and dude could just turn around and look at the clock. They couldn't have thought of any other question. It's, yeah, uh, um, he's in love now. Jack hmm. is in love, and his heart, his clock heart begins to smoke because he had a feeling. Oh yeah, and it freaks. Uh, well, Miss Acacia really can't see anything. First of all, she's blind as fuck. And this is spoken of in the song that they're both singing. She's She points out that she, like, can't see. And this is an interesting sequence. Because everything kind of stops around them and the people become puppets and things move and grow in ways that they're not supposed to. And it just becomes this very surreal moment in a very real place in time. And that's kind of, like, so far the movie has been pretty dare I say normal? Like, you've got this whole, like, okay, we have a song that goes with the three rules. It's like Rapunzel. It's like the fucking she sings and her hair glows kind of thing, but for a heart, you know? Yeah. And, it, okay, so it's, think of it like this. In Full Metal Alchemist, something happens and Edward <laughs> Elric has to get his arm and leg replaced with something mechanical. Cool, okay. It's kind of steampunky. Basically, it's Jack and the Cuckoo Clock heart, but with an arm and a leg. Jack just gets a new heart. And, but this is the moment where we really step up the fact that this is a musical, and we really step up the fact that this is a French animated fantasy musical. Oh yeah, it gets real out there real quick, and it makes the whole sequence even more confusing. The song is not... The song is traipsing and just going on about itself. The short version of the song is, I'm blind as a bat, but I don't want to wear my glasses because they make me look like a nerd. Yeah, and and she and Jack, like, almost kiss, but he's like, this is my first love, but he collapses, and Madeline runs over and is just like, what did you do? And she takes Jack home. And we get a slap transition, which I think movies need more of. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was pretty great. But then, you know, there's a moment of Jack laying in bed and there are like fairies that are coming out of his heart or that go into his heart. And they look like Miss Acacia, but Miss Acacia is wearing an outfit that she's not going to be wearing for another like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of, I was like, that's her, right? I had yeah, to really like squint at the movie. And be like, I guess that's the girl that he likes. You don't even need to squint at the movie. It's just bizarre. It is Like, indeed. even if you had your eyes wide open, you'd still be just like, what the fuck? 
ironically, wearing my glasses while I watch this. So uh, Jack decides to start school after one of the two kind hookers that live with him and his mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a fun part of this movie that they do not elaborate on has modified the school outfit that Miss Acacia was wearing to be an adult outfit. And J Jack recognizes it and gets this piece of plot development. I think that's the only reason the hookers exist. At any rate, he goes yeah. to school and he meets Joe, a very tall, very beatboxing bully who is in love with Miss Acacia yeah. as well. Joe... Uh, Joe, he immediately asks Joe about Miss Acasio, which is a bad move because Joe beats the shit out of him for four years straight. Like, oh, we just yeah, cut absolutely. through four birthdays of Joe beating the ever-loving heck out of Jack and his very dainty heart. Mm -hmm. And this is where I realized that you were watching it in English rather than French, because the beatboxing in the French, you don't get Joe really beatboxing. It's just kind of there in the the background, and it sounds way more like soundtrack than beatboxing no in the english version joe is beatboxing at you and then he mumbles all of his lines he's just like well the rain in spain and, the blah, blah, blah. and you have to really strain to understand what he's saying oh my god it's it's so I, bad i popped the subtitles on anytime joe was on screen because i just couldn't understand him i just kind of always have subtitles on Joe does spill a lot of plot-relevant dialogue, too, which is yeah. even more annoying. Oh, yeah, and you're like, I need him. Shit, we have to... I, I don't know. I couldn't understand. So, Miss Acacia is sending Joe postcards, and I'm like, were they boyfriend-girlfriend? I don't know if she's sending him postcards because they're just signed J, so it could be that she's sending them to the wrong person. Yeah, but how would she know that Jack went to her school? I don't think she knows anything. That, I mean, yes. Confirm. That's all I, she doesn't know shit. Um, this scene also has a really great rendition of the most depressing happy birthday that I've ever heard. It sure does. Because Joe, like, forces everybody to sing for him and sing happy birthday. And all the children are miserable. Also, Joe's like 10 feet tall. Yeah, Joe is like weirdly tall. It it That's his character. His character is tall. His character is tall and he's the worst. And uh, mm -hmm. luckily for us, we get some vindication because Joe and Jack end up in a scramble over a card from Miss Acacia. Who they bo yep. Both of them, they have the same birthday and they both think the happy birthday card from her is for one of them. Despite the fact that it was probably for Joe. At any rate, they get into a Who scramble and Joe puts his face right up against this fucking clock that he knows is a cuckoo clock. Yeah, and he gets they tease her. Him. It. Yeah. They tease Jack. They tease Jack and they clearly have been inside that clock before. They know it's a cuckoo clock. And he yeah, gets... we see them making fun of him and poking at it. He gets stabbed in the eye by the cuckoo coming out. And he's like, oh, you did this to me. And I was like, you did that to yourself, son. We never see what the eye looks like in the end. We just see that there's blood and Jack is clutching his right eye and oh no, he's been injured. Jack, being the stupid little fuck that he is, is just like, I've murdered a man. So he runs home 
And it's just like, mother, I have killed. And she's like, you want to know what we should do? Fake your goddamn death. Also, remember, if you get into trouble, go see a clockmaker, don't see a doctor. You are going to be escaping via this convenient elevator that just drops you off of a cliff, which my house is located on. Yeah, uh, one, that was very convenient. Two, terrible advice. Never see a doctor. Just a clockmaker. Just a clockmaker. Because we're... It... I don't know. And clearly, I think this kid was raised right if you run to your you run to your parent and the first thing they assume is that you've murdered somebody. Yeah. Hey, I mean, at least that's a very supportive parent. Like, oh, you did a murder. Let's get you out of here, boy. I will lie and say that you were never here. And then I will, you know, we will fake your death and they won't check the coffin because I'm a witch and we'll just bury an empty coffin. If she, if she really had that plan pre-written. She goes hard in this deception. I think she was kind of like anticipating that one day Jack would snap and just murder somebody. I guess she was ready. Maybe that was built into the clock. <laughs> At 12 a.m., you're going to do a murder. Yeah, like, I didn't build this heart right. He's probably going to kill someone or die. Whatever. Oh, Jesus. And, like, this whole conflict arises from the fact that he and joe have the same initial and they happen to have the same birthday like that's this whole plot yeah they have the same initial they have the same birthday but joe is super tall and also yeah, a dick like 18 feet tall and fucking what's his name jack is okay they make jokes about jack being a dwarf but i don't yeah get i didn't that from anywhere else also, he's like 14, which is another problem with this movie. I wish that he had met Akasia at 14 and then they were 18 when time had passed. No, that's weird. Rather than 10 time and 14. Does pass. Yeah, but like, time passes in that they're 14. It's like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Oh, all right, fine. Uh, so. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't one of those hookers pregnant in the scene where we first see them? Yes. But I, not pregnant in the scene, like, immediately following? Yes, I think that was just a dropped plot thread. Okay, just checking. Yeah, um, at any rate, Jack, after his daring <laughs> escape off of the side of a cliff, uh, only wants to see this girl he knew when he was ten again, so he ends up meeting with George Malaise, uh, the French filmmaker in this film. Melier? Fuck you. Uh, he's a magician who is attempting to operate an early film camera uh after meeting him and attempting to repair his heart because he is a tinkerer he recognizes that there are parts in it that could help the camera or like that the structure is the same thus he operates his film camera and decides to join jack in his search for miss acacia they proceed to andalusia spain because i guess that was on the postcard and yep. they go and find her mm-hmm. this is another reason to have watched it in French because he is pretty much referred to as Melier. Like, he, in the English version, he's called Mills? Yeah, in Miles? the English version, I didn't Something know that M? he was supposed to be uh, the guy who made La Voyage de la Lune until I read it there and was like, oh, I guess that yeah, makes it, sense. It says in the English version, he was called Mills, M I L S. So it's, I don't know if he's specifically Melier, but it's very close to the exact name. 
Yeah, I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be a joke in the French version. In the English version, they were like, no one's going to get this anyway. Just cut it. No one who likes film is watching this movie. Are they not wrong? You know, TBD, TBD. Um, This is a very strange scene because we also get Jack the Ripper. We do also get Jack the Ripper. On a train that is an accordion. Yeah. I I don't know what else to say. What Um, else is there to say? As we're both just like silent because we're like, where do we go from here? The Jack the Ripper scene confused me because it was never just like established as a dream. I was like, okay, this is a dream sequence. No, this is real. This is for real because the, um, I remember that the director had said, the director and lead singer and voice of Jack was just like, it was important to us to have Jack the Ripper on the train as well as Melier because that connects Edinburgh and Paris. What? Yeah. Wait, did you not know that? No, I did yes i knew that the train went between those two places just what that it was important to have jack the ripper on the train because it connects edinburgh and uh um fucking paris they don't even end up in paris they're in paris for a hot second Mm -hmm. so that they can fix jack there's a great little line where it's like i'd love to travel with a magician even a depressed one and you're like wow okay movie yeah i mean the movie is really uh, making it happen here. Uh, the diegetic train. sound that turns into music is fun. And basically, if this was a music video rather than a feature film, it would be great. Yeah. Like, I, I would have watched an animated music video that was this train sequence, but that's it. I did really like... Um, I did really like the train part where... It was cardboard, and the paper oh, yeah. was coming out of the smokestack. That was one of the most visually the interesting stop motion things. Ones. Yeah, where it looked like they were going across a map. That was really yes. cute, and I really enjoyed the train sequences yes. altogether. They were very interestingly animated. We start kind of seeing the the characters make weirdly human gestures, and the mouths are really good. Like the mouths are done really well, but they just don't look beautiful the way that I think they should. And it Hmm. gets weirder. It gets weirder. Here we go. We get another train sequence. We, yup. Yeah, after a very long journey, they arrive at a circus in Andalusia. Oh, by the way, this whole sequence is a musical. Jack finds Miss Acacia, but George advises him against revealing his identity because apparently we're going to this man for all of our um, romantic advice. I guess. He proceeds to befriend her and he foolishly avoids sharing his feelings as was um as he was told to do because you know that makes women like you more. Yes. Yeah. She hints that her heart belongs to someone from her past and it turns out that Jack was the person from her past. We eventually get that Jack reveals himself to her and it's just like it is me. I am the one from your past. And he gives Miss Acacia the key to his heart. Yes. Which uh, is literally a key that is used to wind his heart. Yes. Uh, also, I love this circus. The circus. It is so cool. 
they don't spend enough time at the circus with all the circus people and all the things at the circus. There's so much going on. If we cut out everything that happens in Paris and Edinburgh and we just had these like beautifully stop motion-esque train sequences and the circus, I wouldn't be mad. Oh, yeah. And I love all of the characters. The circus are so weird and funny and like cute. It's a strange place to have a circus. And it kind of reminds me of the book, The Night Circus. And yeah. it's strangely horrifying. Like there are non-people there. It, it's just this weird place out of time almost where there's just this strange sparseness to the environment. And there's nothing around for miles and miles and miles. But we have this circus. It's like a circus in the middle of the desert and you don't really see any patrons. It is like Miss Acacia performs every night, right? But she performs mm -hmm. for other circus performers. Right. And there's really no reason for her to be at this circus. No, uh, it seems to her tent and her like little coach implies uh, oh we didn't mention this because it doesn't ever come up miss akashia will occasionally just shoot um thorns out of her chest and has magic thorns and flowers oh, in yeah, her we hair haven't come up to that yet uh it, her, it happens her... a couple times prior maybe one time prior but yeah. it's kind of like it's less like thorns randomly shoot out and it's when like she doesn't trust somebody that it happens so it, it's very revealing to her character her tent has that thorn and flower vibe to it. I'm like, okay, so clearly, like, somebody knows. She didn't just fucking set herself up under this big old thorn bush, like... No. Clearly someone has really. noticed. Yeah, it, it's... And she... You, once again, we get the plot point that she just can't see, but she doesn't like wearing glasses because she thinks they make her look funny. Just get some goddamn glasses that look good. We could have avoided so many issues. Yeah, like, sorry that you picked dorky glasses. This is your problem. Uh, oh, those are the glasses that Jack gives her, by the way. Oh, yeah, Jack gives her a whole bouquet of glasses. It's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, also, during this 30-minute sequence we described in oh, 12 yeah. seconds, Jack gets a job <laughs> at a ghost train. Uh, and it's actually a very interesting sequence where they do, like, a full roller coaster that's, like, a really amazing-looking roller coaster and was pretty dope. Yeah. But... What was the ghost train? So Jack can sing and perform. Was the ghost train like this musical rock experience prior to Jack being there? And how did they build it? Because like you said, it's this whole roller coaster, but it goes underground in these caverns and these bizarre places. And it it's hard to tell. And the best part about these weird animated films is that you never really know what's real. But this is where it gets like, okay. What are you doing? Yeah, I would imagine that um, he made those choices on his own, Jack did, because the lady who runs the ghost train wanted him to be scary, and Jack failed at that hardcore. Yeah, and yet still keeps the job that he randomly got. Yeah. And the, uh, what else happens? Oh, yeah, this yeah. is where... Um, so in this 30-minute sequence that we are describing in less than 30 minutes, Jack, uh, yeah, he reveals himself to Miss Acacia and gives her the key to his heart. But while he's despairing because she didn't recognize him while he's trying to be, like, dark and mysterious and brooding, she's just like, my heart belongs to another. He has this dream where he, like, drowns in his own tears and falls into it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. 
Um, Georges Melier does a, a movie screening of his movie and he is in it. And he basically is a deep sea diver and he's crying in his helmet and he drowns in his own tears and then falls into a deep abyss. It was great. Which is a uh, very bizarre moment to have here. But Also, um, his girlfriend is a two-headed girl, which is just A+. plus. Great. Yeah, I would rather way, watch that movie. That's a thing. What else? God, what else happened? So much happened that we are like cramming into a brief explanation. Um, Jack keeps thinking about his mom while they're trying to smash. And by smash, I mean finally fucking kiss. Because they don't, by the way. They don't kiss. And my subtitles kept listing toes as tacos. So they're talking about, like, delicate toes or something. They're talking about Miss Acacia's feet. I swear to God. So my problem was I was using subtitles that someone else had done because I found this movie in French. I paid to watch this movie in French, and I have regrets. But it had no (laughs) subtitles because I was pulling it directly from a European site. So I didn't have English subtitles, so I had to find English subtitles to use those. But they were poorly translated, so I had to watch a movie in French, translate in my head, and then compare it to the subtitles that have toes as tacos. And this is when I knew that this experience could only be made better by alcohol or hard drugs. That's probably true. Um, I mean, I watched it Sunday morning wrapped up under a blanket at like 6 a.m. I watched it over the course of a Sunday on my couch, like, brushing my dog. Oh, lovely. Yeah, no, uh... Oh, Miss Acacia sings and dances in the circus, but they don't know how to animate dancing. No. So she kind of just, like, weirdly shimmies as the camera moves in interesting ways around her, to be fair. The camera work is very good. They pan the camera around her while a gazebo explodes. It distracted me entirely from the fact that she didn't dance. Yeah, but she also grows large and there are sequences where she's bigger, like literally larger than life, etc., etc. But we also, it's very clear that her dress is like painted onto her. At least the bodice of the dress is like oh, yeah. more like a painted on texture than a dress. Yeah, no, uh, there is nothing separating that top of dress from her body. There's a lot going on in this movie and none of it's really anyone's fault. No, it's just happening. We'll uh, get there. So Jack and Miss Acacia plan on running away together after confessing their love because I guess the circus is bad now. I don't know. Uh, Joe, remember him from 30 minutes ago, shows shows up up. at the circus, rolls the fuck into town to look for an opportunity to punish Jack. And so he takes Miss Acacia aside, explains the three rules of Jack's heart, which he knows, don't ask me how, in an attempt to sabotage their love. But Jack also explained these things to Miss Acacia, so it's not like she really knows, not not like she really doesn't know that this is already a liability, but- She's just dumb. Yeah, she's dumb. It takes Joe explaining it to her to be like, yo, your love could kill this boy. And she's like, oh my god. And he's like, also, he he stabbed out my eye. And she's like, oh my god, no, Jack did that? Oh my god. I don't love you She's anymore, really Jack. Uh, she, after talking with Joe, Miss Acacia decides that she doesn't love Jack anymore because she doesn't want to risk killing him. 
She rejects him and is going to leave with Joe because why not? One boy is going to take you away. With Joe. Yeah. Jack just starts ripping at his heart because he's so (laughs) lovelorn and heartbroken and he falls onto the ground because, you know, his heart is a clock. So Jack basically commits suicide. Miss Acacia still has the key to his heart and she leaves with Joe. But Jack also leaves on his own. He's good. He's going back home and he's like, I will die at home. Yeah, that's Jack's plan. I think Jack's like, actual plan was mom's going to fix my fucking heart because I just tore maybe. at it and George can't fix it because George looks at it and is like, I guess I could replace this. And Jack was like, no, 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 no. I'm going home. It, yeah. And there's a sequence where Jack and Joe face down. And there's, like, a rap battle yes. like presented as a rap battle. And it's like, were we aware that there was going to be a rap battle? Does any, Did anybody tell Jack? No, because Jack doesn't rap. Joe just says, I'm going to fight you with wits, which I think was Joe's implication of, I told her what's up with your freaky heart, and now she's coming home with me. You lose. Yeah. Uh, going home with me, who is very evil based on my eye patch and coat choice. Yeah, like, I look like a mean pirate at this point, and she's still going home with me. Oh, yeah. And and Jack goes to Melier, and he's like, hey, uh, I literally ripped my own heart out. Can you fix it? And Melier's like, no, what the fuck did you do that for? Why would you do that? And Jack doesn't really answer. He's just like, well, I better go back home then, back to Edinburgh. So he gets on the weird accordion train and goes home. Yes. um, That is... It was its own fun little sequence. Yeah. It's just a reverse of what yeah. we had seen previously. And then here comes Joe doing the lore dump again where he mumbles most of it out and I have to put on oh, yeah. subtitles. Because in the carriage with Miss Acacia, he tells her that soon after Jack escaped town with Madeline's help, Madeline was sent to prison. There she died basically immediately. Rumor mm-hmm. said that she died of a broken heart. Miss Acacia remembers out of nowhere, oh, I have the key to Jack's heart. Which and she's going to do shit right now. Yeah, right? Uh, Jack's <laughs> clock is so broken, the key will do nothing. But she returns mm-hmm. to look for him, and she finds out that Jack has left to Edinburgh and follows him on the next train. She knows yes. she only has a short time to reach him. When Correct. he reaches home, he is told what happened to Madeline by the kindly hookers. They and also. The old man. And who has the old, we did not mention spine. him. <laughs> he there's an old man named Arthur that also lives with him, and he has a xylophone spine. Yeah, he's cool. fine. Moving on. Uh, they the hookers and xylophone man tell uh tell Jack that he gave Madeline the joy of being a mother, and she worried at the thought of how he will grow up. <laughs> Sorry. Again, Th- this is this all all happens in a hot second. Yeah, this is like five minutes of the movie. Just like, boom, Jack, your mom's dead. Everything sucks. For some reason, we don't get any plot development from anyone other than Joe. Yeah, Joe is the one who is physically pushing this story to the end. Yeah, he's just like, nothing's happened in a while. I better show up and make this plot happen. Yeah, this is too easy. They're in love. I don't like this. Uh, Your mom's dead. Bye. Yeah, Joe's face is beautifully sculpted though we have oh to. yeah his character design is just evil and great hey do you think joe was based on uh what's the guy that played edward in the twilight movies robert pattinson yeah he's got like the same face 
I think he was based more on Johnny Depp. Okay, I can flex with that. Like, but yeah. Gaunt, Johnny Depp, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, um, folks, this is why you don't make your kids pretend or pretend to kill themselves, because then you'll end up dying in prison. Yeah, you will die in prison. Um, yeah, Joe, like we said, drives this plot. He's maybe on screen for less than seven minutes. And, <laughs> sorry, I read read one of my notes. Just die already. Wait, no, I want the train scenes again. The train so scenes very clearly, are good. Yeah, very clearly this train scene is like the driving factor here. Um, so yeah, everybody's home. Miss Acacia arrives and finds Jack in front of Madeline's grave, shivering in the cold. She tries to use the key to turn his clock, but he throws the key off a cliff, choosing to die. Then they finally kiss. When Jack breaks the kiss, time has stopped for him, and he sings a song about climbing to heaven, and he uses snowflakes as a ladder, and he ascends to the sky as the film fades to black. Now, now folks, this isn't just fading to black as a transition. This is the movie is fucking over. It's other was like, well, I guess Jack's dead. End of yeah. film. Yeah, it's it's the opening scene all over again. Like you see Jack trudging up the hill, so it's a very good like bookend to his life. It is. But his freckles are gross. We get close-ups on his face, and his freckles are gross because they're just painted on and there's no texture to his skin. Uh and everyone's Acacia... skin has like little sparklies on it. That's the only well, texture that they get. They're supposed to be porcelain dolls. They're supposed uh, to be porcelain yeah. dolls. We'll get to that. Fair. Acacia is dressed like Santa. Yes. Um yeah, the snowflake ladder is weird, but he's dead, so the movie's over. <laughs> Basically, summation of that sequence. Jack, I'm ready to die now. Miss Acacia, okay. Jack dies. The end. Yeah, so Jack is on Madeline's grave. Oh, I figured it out. I had a note of who else is buried here. They faked Jack's death. It's his grave. He dies on his own literal grave. I just made that connection. Uh... God damn it. I'm so angry. All right, fine. I can't believe it took me that long. I can't believe it took me like a full 24 hours to come to that conclusion. (sighs) Well, Jack takes control of his life for the first time since he was born, basically. Um, I laughed at the end of this movie because he kisses Acacia and you think that it's going to be just like this beautiful moment and the music is gonna be like this beautiful sad nope we get fucking like upbeat rock and roll yeah this movie is ready to go and let us know how happy it is that jack's dead yep jack is dead that's it we're done the movie's over guys that was the whole movie we credits folks we covered a 90 minute movie in 50 minutes which is how long this movie should have been that is Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart, a movie that I watched in English because I wasn't going to watch it in French. Sorry, Emily. It was very hard to find in French, and that's okay. But there... Alright, this movie. We're going to cover some of the backstory of this movie now, because there's no way we could have done it up front and then also discussed the movie. Yeah. (sighs) So, Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart, 2013 French animated fantasy film based on the concept album of the French rock band Dionysus on the illustrated novel 
The Mechanics of the Heart, I'm not saying it in French, it translates to The Mechanics of the Heart, written by the band's lead singer, god damn it, French, <laughs> Matthias Mazu? Sure. Mazu? Yeah. Not Gerard anyway. Way. Matthias. I'm sorry, sir, that I'm not using your last name, but Matthias is easier to say than Mazu? Fuck it. We're going to be referring to him as Matthias. I'm very sorry if that's too informal for everybody. And if he ever hears this, still sorry. So the music for the film was entirely composed by his band Dionysus. The skeleton band in this, like you said, it's a call out. They're the Dionysos or Os because Os means bones, which is a joke that does not translate well unless you are familiar with the band. Yeah, uh, for some reason I got that immediately and was like, oh, this is a joke about the band. Oh, this band probably did all the music. Yeah, and the reason I wanted this film in French and I like specifically searched for it so hard and spent the time was because from my, what I remembered of the English dub, it was more like really shitty spoken word fo- poetry from everybody and the singing was terrible in it. Like, I was not a fan of the singing, so I was like, it has to be better in French. I was convinced it would be better in French. And I believe that I am correct. Sure. The singing was pretty bad in English. Yeah. It was also just poorly mixed, which I think was a problem with the dub as well. The directors, Stéphane Berla and Matthias Mazo, once again, our lead singer, worked together on the band's previous music videos. And the movie was partially produced by Luc Besson. Is that how you say his name? Basically the guy who did Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. And oh, yeah. a whole bunch of other weird movies. Hey, so I love that know, movie. I'll fight you. Valerian? Yeah. The movie rules. Valerian. I love Valerian. Everybody can fight super us. Good. Yeah. Like both of us. So if you wanted to know the how and why of this whole film... There you go. The original French version, which is called Jack and the Mechanics of the Heart, was, well, I mean that in French. So Jack et la Mécanique des Cures. I don't speak French, which translates literally to Jack and the Mechanics of the Heart. It was released in October 2013 with English, German, French. I'm sorry. Why would a French film be released in French? In 2014, in 2014, they followed with English, German, Finnish, and Spanish dubbed versions. It was shockingly, you know what, not shockingly, it deserved to be nominated for these things. In the 2014-2015 awards season, Cuckoo Clock Heart was nominated in the Berlin International Film Festival for a Crystal Bear in the Best Film category. Can we, real quick... Crystal Bear? What a fucking cool award. Oh yeah, that's a great award. I bet it's full of money. I now aspire to win a Crystal Bear. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Um, also nominated at the European Film Awards for the European Animated Feature Film category, and in 2015, it was nominated for a César for Best Animated Film. Honestly, it didn't win any of these, and I think it's because nobody knew how to react to this movie professionally or otherwise. From what I can tell, everybody was like, this movie is weird. And it made almost no splash on the American film scene. There was very, very little about its release. 
It's weird because I think if they had picked it up and I guess maybe redubbed a lot of what they had already done and maybe put in some flashy music, you could have had this be like the third part of like the hot topic Nightmare Before Christmas Coraline trifecta that Corpse Bride always tried to be. Like, I think you could have this muscle Corpse Bride right out of there as like the third part of your edgy animated movie trio. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, like you said, the look of this film. Matthias Mazo was involved in the look, like heavily involved, and he wanted the characters to look like porcelain dolls, but with very human, photorealistic eyes, because they wanted something that was dreamy and scary at the same time, like machines fitted with souls and, you know, eyes, window to the soul, etc., etc. Mazo worked with Nicoletta, I would say Ciccoli, but I'm probably wrong, graphic designer. Uh, Chocoli worked on the 2D designs and then there was a very long process to make the 3D character and they wanted it to look like something that you don't find a lot in movies because they definitely looked very different than what we were seeing at the time in 3D animation. Yeah, they did. Now, the reason they went with 3D animation but heavily inspired by the style of stop motion was solely because Malzo wanted the eyes to be realistic. And... And I have a quote from him. The mission of the animators was not to create the characters with a soft look to them. They had to remain like a porcelain marionette without being too elastic or cartoony. They had to feel alive, so maybe there's a little bit of Pinocchio in them. Also, we wanted to make it in the spirit of a live-action movie. The animators did very well with that at the French studio Durand Dubois, but then they went bankrupt and we had a delay. What a god damn understatement for real for fucking real this movie this movie didn't kill the studio the studio was limping but this is the death blow oh yeah somebody asked on a forum how can a studio that lasted 30 years and 300 films collapse under a single project the answer very simply is that it didn't it wasn't jack and the cuckoo clock heart that sank duran dubois From the sound of things, this film barely even got made. Durand Dubois was a visual effects studio that took the bid to stay afloat despite having never made a fully animated film before. There was no pre-production, no pipeline, no tools, no data storage, no render farm, and there were no people in the key roles they needed to make this. Yeah, they got note in July that they were going to make this film and it was going to start mm-hmm. in September and they didn't have anybody. And I was just like, this is my nightmare. I'm crying. Yeah. I've lived this nightmare. Eh. So, on a personal blog, um, on a professional forum, so a personal post on a professional forum, and outside of this, I couldn't find anything else, but the credibility of it it's backed up by other artists that worked at the studio in the time. And they do have credits. I'm not going to list the artist's names because, you know, it's it's their own experience. But I feel like it's definitely going to speak to what happened and why this film is the way it is. Because according to this artist, who was the character modeling supervisor, there were some less than fun times at Durand Dubois. The air conditioning was malfunctioning. So some people worked in the sweltering heat all day for months while other people were freezing. They temporarily lost their data server. They ran out of storage space every few weeks until their newer slash better server was installed. 
months after production started. Woo! Somebody decided to put the asset artists on Mac Pro's running Snow Leopard without doing any tests, which led to a lack of efficiency because nobody tested their pipeline. That speaks to exactly when this movie was made, by the way. Snow Leopard was a fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. There were constant fights between the CG supervisors and the R&D development teams, and decisions were made constantly without consulting anybody. And the artists were paid up to one month late. People actually went on strike because they were not being paid on time. Wow. And the direct quote that I've got, uh... While a lot of choices were obviously overcomplicated because we needed immediate short-term result, I think there was a great potential and solid basis for the future of the studio with some very cunning stuff you encounter in major VFX houses. In more than one year on the project, I think I can count on my hands. This is clearly somebody who does not speak English writing this. Um, basically what he's trying to say, he can count on one hand how many times the CG soups came to see what he was doing. They didn't have much time for us fighting other higher issues. Ooh. People were shouted at and verbally abused to the point of crying. And the blog mm. also adds, there was a lot of misogyny at Duran Dubois more than in any place I worked at. And I'm just going to follow that up with, uh, yep, welcome to visual effects. Uh. And then a little later in his blog post, we get, a few months ago, the production of the film was stopped. I don't know why, because I'd already left the studio. My work was complete, although as a supervisor, it's never really finished, but I couldn't stand to work there anymore, seeing all of the talent being trashed out. Oh. A few days ago, it was announced that the studio was in compulsory liquidation. I really don't know what will happen to the film. Damn. So this person left the studio before the film was done, because he couldn't stand the work environment anymore. And this film was set to release in 2012, in October 2012 in France, but it was delayed until October 2013, a full year because of the bankruptcy of Duran Dubois. It was their first and only full CG animated film, and they were also working on the visual effects for another movie at the time of their bankruptcy. I didn't Ooh. look into what happened to that one. They were working on, a, working on uh, one of the live-action Asterix and Obelix movies, and it was God Save Britannia. Duran Dubois handed off animation to a Belgian studio called Walk the Dog, who still appeared to be up and running. Nice. Didn't check. Um, in December 2011, the American company Film Funds bought the Californian subsidiary Duran Dubois U.S., they made an offer for the Duran Dubois group, but no buyer was chosen to take the studio. And in January, Technicolor acquired assets from um, Quinta Industries, and they took possession of Duran Dubois on February 3rd. And this was something I got from a French newspaper that I, I didn't run Google Translate unless it was a word I didn't recognize. So I'm kind of going off of like my... Yeah. What I know, I think that is correct. It's a mess. Yeah, this movie somehow got released and shoved straight onto Netflix. Did it, though? I feel like it got a theatrical release. I don't know. How, when all else fails, Google it and find out. Yeah, once again, here, I'm going to Google it. But I, you know, I feel like it may have been the start of the Netflix. Oh, no, it had a box office. Oh, it got okay, released okay. in 2014. 
Whew. Oh no, that's a, the foreign box office. It actually did not get released to the American box office. It was distributed by the Shout Factory, which means it was straight to DVD. Okay, cool. Yeah. Because I was like, I definitely don't remember it being part of my research when I was looking into um, <laughs> this would have made American distribution of foreign films. This would have made $6 in a candy bracelet. You know, I think it would have made $7 in a candy bracelet. Oh, God. As far as uh, ranking Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart goes, or recommending whether or not you watch it, I would honestly slot this one in the yes, I will tell you to watch it category because it's so weird and it demands to be seen. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. This is one of those movies that if you've got the 90 minutes and you want something that is so different that you are not going to get from an American film, watch it yeah like definitely give it a shot i again would recommend that you pipe in your own soundtrack if you're gonna watch it a second time but the first time just yeah. take it all in i would say for my third time watching it i would definitely curate my own punk rock alternative soundtrack oh 100 but uh otherwise Absolutely. yeah uh, this one's gonna sit up there with strange magic for me as movies from our podcast i would recommend with less hesitation than usual yeah you know i would definitely put it you know i i kind of want to tie it with strange magic but not for the same reasons that i love strange magic yeah no i wouldn't personally it wasn't as good for me as strange magic but that doesn't make it a bad movie that's fair yeah i you know, it's like Strange Magic is one, like ranked top number one. Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Card, I'm putting it like 1.5. Like yeah. it's a subset of top. I respect that and agree with it. Yeah, I think number two, definitely going to have to go with Ratatouille. Uh, oh no, I'm putting Barnyard there. <laughs> fuck you. I'd rather tell people to watch Barnyard. At least like there's a lot of questions raised by Barnyard. That's true. Space Champs is too boring for the middle 45 minutes. Fine. You shouldn't let have let me onto this podcast if you didn't want to hear my opinions. I think that's all there is to say about Jack and the Cuckoo Clock Heart. That really is, which means we get to do the honorable honor of picking our movie for next week. Oh, yes. I'm going to readjust how I'm sitting so everybody gets to hear that one. Oh. <laughs> Wiggle around on my yeah. uncomfortable plastic Ikea chair. Ooh. So now that your butt is properly positioned, what are you thinking for next week? I feel like, in honor of Duran Dubois, we should watch something that is, uh, you know, visual effects based rather than fully animated oh so fucking monster trucks got it okay the fucking is my edition the <laughs> film itself is called monster trucks strap in folks next week's gonna be a bumpy ride <laughs> I hate you. oh this has been animated opinions the podcast that recommends you only animated musicals and no other kinds of films i'm melanie oh yeah they oh god i'm sorry i'm emily <laughs> you sure are sorry 
Uh, and if you want to support us this week, you can find us on petitions.org petitioning to make the Philadelphia hockey mascot gritty both of our legal husbands. I am so down for that. Please sign our petition so we can both be sister wives to Gritty. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.